Maybe you people are better off without me. Go ahead. I say there's a place for us, but maybe, maybe it's just another pipe dream. Maybe, maybe I'm fooling myself again. Well, why don't you, why don't you go and find out yourself? Send me a postcard. Go on, there's the door. You can do better. Let's see how far you get. No takers? Fine. We get one thing straight. You're staying. This isn't a democracy anymore. Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with James Prophet. And in light of knowing that some people on this podcast are Marilyn Manson fans, and in light of some <laughs> things that have come out the last couple of weeks, I have a few things I'd really like to say to some of the people on this podcast about their little Marilyn Manson fandom guy. <laughs> and what, what would that be, James? What would you like to say to people? Well, Bill, I didn't plan it beyond that because I thought this is when you'd jump in and cut me off. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Hey, you're still afraid, aren't you? Hey, stop it now. I mean it. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it, Bill. You're <laughs> acting like a child. They're coming for you. Look, here comes one of them now. He'll hear you. Here he comes now. I'm getting out of here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Best freaking scene in any zombie movie ever. Guys, come on. Freaking A. And I got to meet the lady who played Barbara. And yes. She is exactly as you would imagine. Just a sweet, nice, old lady who just has all the amusement in the world that there are people who fangirl over the fact that she was in some zombie movie over 40 years ago. Incredible. It's such a small part, too. And, I mean, it's the intro to the movie. I don't think that scene lasts more than, like, two minutes. No. But you and me, for whatever reason, we both just, like, love that scene to death. It's nice that there's a bunch of other people that do, too. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's... Uh, and it's incredible, like, and you can get, I mean, the cemeteries, I mean, it's a legit cemetery in the Pittsburgh area, because that's where Romero filmed everything, and yeah. I I didn't even about think about Night that. Night of the Living Dead, by the way. What's that? Know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and, about Night of the Living Dead, yeah. Oh, my gosh, so good. And that, and, and like, lead into the whole, like, zombie apocalypse zombie movie thing, like, holy crap, that movie so freaking good like i mean i don't feel like i need to say spoiler alert i mean because the movie came out for freaking forever ago but you're still afraid stop it now i mean it the fact that nobody lives is freaking amazing and yeah and the time period when it was made and like the social commentary he puts into it is incredible but then also i mean somebody oh man what was i i was watching some sort of i don't know 
zombie bullcrap, whatever. But somebody was talking about like the significance of that film. And they're saying the scene when the girl is killing off her parents in the basement and like stabbing them with a gardening shovel and everything, how that was just shocking at the time because nobody had ever done anything like that in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's the commentary of like, you know, the counterculture, you know, like kill your parents and all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, freaking great stuff. I feel like that movie, as far as zombie movies go, uh, if I can kind of lean on Josh and Joe here being the uh, greater film buffs in the group. Film, not movie, film buffs. Yeah. That, to a certain extent, like, Citizen Kane, Castle Blanca, and Gone with the Wind are are going to be like, and The Godfather, or maybe The Godfather 2, I guess, would be like the greatest movies of all time. To the <laughs> point where, even when they're not the greatest movies of all time anymore they're still going to be like quote the greatest movies of all time just because of like the quality they were at the time and the reputation that's been given to them year after year after year since then i feel like that's night of the living dead it was so good and no matter what's done since then what's done like bigger bolder brasher whatever it's still the original. That's still the one where you go like, oh, that's where it started, man. That's an amazing movie. And it is an amazing movie, but... Well, it it is. I mean, because this was, again, some... I don't know. It was was most likely a a documentary extra feature on one of these several, like, 50 cult classics DVD sets. I got at, you know, Walmart for 15 bucks or whatever. But they were saying up until... Night of the Living Dead, you know, there had been other zombie movies, but none of them had ever had any of the zombies eat people type thing. So they, you know, they would have the zombies, for example, like White Zombie uh, with Bella Lugosi. And it was the, you know, the voodoo style spell of I'm going to brainwash you either through chemistry of some sort of potion or magic voodoo to make you into my slave right or there was another movie i can't remember if it's a hammer movie but it's called uh revolt of the zombies and that was essentially the same idea but it was and i could be wrong but i think that could have been like the first time of like zombies as reanimated corpses but they were just like reanimated corpses that were slaves that would do whatever the person wanted them to do. Right. But night of the living dead was the first time that it was like an uncontrolled horde of zombies. Like there wasn't anybody with a magic amulet or a potion that was telling them what to do. That was reanimated and then eating human flesh. So when you say like, it's the original. Yeah, every zombie movie that come came after it where the zombies are tearing into people, that's it started with Night of the Living Dead. That was his his idea. So up until then there hadn't been anything like that either. So that makes it like you said, the original. Uh Joe also here, Joe. You that's, got my, that's my fifteen minute thing on why I think Night of the Living Dead is great. Did you get that recorded? <laughs> we got it we got it okay good i thought it was on mute 
So, Joe, do you want to explain what we're what uh, we're doing tonight, man? Yeah, we kept this one pretty um, open to interpretation. We're doing zombie apocalypse kind of dream team. So, uh, each of us will be picking four individuals. Um, the only real parameters we gave, we didn't specify what climate or you know geographic locale uh the the apocalypse is happening in uh really the only i think if i I remember correctly uh limitations we gave were one robot or uh, machine if you will and one beast is that right and then we connect it up to your own interpretation so i'm excited now now with that with that part of like one robot one beast does that mean required or we couldn't have any more than like you just couldn't say well i'm gonna have four terminators and that's you know that's my squad like I, you know what i mean like do we all have to have one yeah. robot one beast no, or we I, just couldn't go no, over no i don't no just okay. a limitation i think yeah so cool. just out of curiosity um i did you know, we all kind of agree to talk about how we made our list like what our kind of mindset was going into them. And we are doing this in a snake order draft. Our new love language is snake order drafts. I like it. So I like it. Gonna... I like your I like your snake order draft, James. <laughs> I, I always appreciate a good compliment on my um order draft. <laughs> so um Josh, uh what kind of what was your thought process and how you were picking your candidates for your zombie apocalypse yeah for me i kind of was like almost like competitive like i want to win which makes no sense but so like as if there were five dream teams set up across the earth and whoever like outlasts the rest of them you know gets a gold medal i like it so i just kind of was like i have to i have to have the best team i can possibly have but also, like, fun or, like, almost, like, watchability if it were a movie or a TV show. Like, we were talking on the text about, like, you know, like, everybody picking Superman, like, or, you know, something ridiculous like that. It's, like, cool, you're just going to demolish everybody immediately, and then there's no real, like, story or, you There's know. no effort. Yeah, where's yeah. the yeah. I mean, it's a fine line, because I definitely have some ridiculous picks, you know, but... I think like Superman is kind of too much, um, but also I don't know if we said said, but it is also a zombie apocalypse. Um, so that's part of it. It's not just like Mad Max type apocalypse. So want to make sure we threw that out there. So no repeat I, picks. Yeah, yeah, mean? no repeats. So I had a question. So when you guys were imagining this, were you imagining? Slow zombies or fast zombies? I was. What what I was that? Know, Sorry, I, my my kids are being turds. What what did you say, Bill? No, I was just curious what you guys were thinking. I mean, were you thinking slow zombies, like the more traditional shambling, or were you thinking, um, like the Sweet. remake of Dawn of the Dead, so, like running zombies? 
I'll be honest, like, and this might be obvious from the way that um, Bill and I kind of did that bit at the start of the podcast. That was Bill's idea, by the way. But when I think zombies, my heart and my head both go to Night of the Living Dead, the original. So yeah. I was thinking Slow Plotty, just because that's the first thing I think of. Yeah. For... yeah that... Go ahead, Bill. No, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was just kind of, because, I mean, as much as I love the remake of of Dawn of the Dead. I think it's one of the best. Um, I think, you know, the, the slower ones are a little more menacing because you're like, oh, it's not too bad. I can outrun them. But then when they're all over the place, you know. But yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah, I yeah, pretty I much was thinking Walking Dead. <laughs> that's what I was picturing. So, yeah. Same here. Carl. Gonna Carl. <laughs> talked about the deer. <laughs> uh, so, I almost texted the group and asked, like, are we doing, but... You know, 28 days later, as as amazing as it is, you get these whiny, you know, bill types that are like, mm, but actually, those aren't zombies. <laughs> See, you took so, the words like, right out of my mouth. <laughs> so I just kind of answered my own question and didn't text the group. I figured we were doing. I love it. Zombies. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Actually, that was the rage virus. <laughs> yeah. So, I have a question for clarification, Josh. You mentioned, like, Superman and how we kind of agreed, like, no one's going to do Superman, right? Mm-hmm. I think if I recall, X-Men were left on the table, but I'm sure everyone's thinking right now, like, there's kind of one X-Men that's a bit Superman-ish. <laughs> yeah. So, did we well, Storm, no yeah. pick Skin? Skin, yeah. No, I was thinking Storm just for the catchphrase. You know what happens to a zombie when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else with every kill. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, James, because so we're, we are waiting. Zombies in his skin. What'd you say? I said skin could encase the zombies in his extra skin. Oh, yeah. I really honestly did go down a rabbit hole of all of the different X Men that could be helpful. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we never made a rule, so I couldn't help but putting he who shall not be named as <laughs> my number yeah. one pick. So it's just a matter of who gets them first. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, depends well, on Josh, who you want. <laughs> if I go first, I'm definitely picking Chris Benoit. That's who you're talking about, right? So, strangely enough, along those lines, I fell into a rabbit hole of watching, I I guess it must have been a Vice documentary, I don't know. Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was just watching, like, bits and pieces, and just, like, the interviews of it. I'm like, that must have been insane for everybody who was so close to him and, like, trying to process that information and everything. Oh Um, my gosh. Can I tell you something crazy that happened with that? No, yeah. Okay, Bill. So I don't think they cover this in the documentary, so I'll mention it here. When it happened that like he had been killed and then his wife and his child had been killed, that happened like it kind of came out on I think Monday morning. Like there was a pay-per-view <clears throat> that Sunday night. He missed the pay-per-view. And it was sort of like, what's happening? And then, like, Monday morning, it was like, whoa, there are three bodies found dead, right? Yeah. So, like, a wrestler on the roster has died. And it's only happened, like, three, I guess, four times. Uh, 
Brian Pillman, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Owen Hart. And so Pillman was the first one. They didn't really have a kind of plan in place with that. But for after that, they would use the Monday Night Raw to do a tribute show to that wrestler. And they'd get like kind of sound bites of everybody kind of talking about who he was and what he meant to them and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. When it was like when and when Benoit died, they like they started doing that. And when the news came down, like, oh, my gosh, we think he's the murderer. It was like dead in the middle of that tribute show. Oh, shit. So they so they had the tribute going. Yeah. And, okay. And then, and then it, oh my God. it hit like the Internet, the news, like uh, we think. And like one of his friends, like this guy that he had helped bring back to the company after he had had like this drug problem. It was like his turn to talk to the camera and he it was just this thing where he's like, so uh, Chris was very good to me. But there are a lot of things people don't know about uh, Chris, the man, and uh, some of that might be coming out. And um, I, I really don't know what to say right now. I is my heart goes out to his wife, his kid, their family. It was just kind of this weird thing where like right away you're like, if you didn't know what was happening in that moment you'd be like well, that was a dramatic change in tone what just happened yeah it's the weirdest thing that it was like right in the middle of that tribute show that that's when the news broke you know jeez oh, Pete. yeah yeah and that's then, like, nuts. yeah the next night they i think opened the show and i think it was Vince mcmahon saying like you know some things have come out since yesterday, um, you will never hear the name Chris Benoit on any of our shows ever again. <laughs> you never did after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I so was anyway. thinking about that. I was watching. It's like, how do you plan? Like, how do you plan around that? I mean, if this guy is supposed to be there performing and then they're not. And especially under the circumstances, I mean, I'm sure they have people to fill in ready to mm-hmm. go. I mean, but man, that's yeah, it that was nuts. <clears throat> Wow, what a one to see, man. That's a pretty depressing. <laughs> yeah, I was just randomly just, you know, YouTube random clicking on stuff. And I was like, oh, let's see what this is. And, you know, just kind of watching some of that. Yeah. So anyway, so is, so that who, is that who you're picking, James? Is that your first pick? Well, it wasn't going to be, but it was just <laughs> saying, you know, like he was thinking about picking he who will not be named. I was like, well, maybe I should snatch up Benoit now. <laughs> right. So it's interesting. So like, and. I can't remember who said it. Sorry, but like you were talking about like wanting to win. Was that Joe, Josh? That was, was Josh. That? Yeah. So, Josh, you were thinking like if your squad met one of our squads who would win, like that's kind of what you're thinking. Uh, not so much if they met each other or so much as if they could outlast each other. Oh, gotcha. So mine's gotcha. like in Chicago and yours is in like New York. And that's so interesting. Like think of it like the geography of it. I mean, I I didn't really think about that so much, but it, and it's totally because of Romero. But it just feels like every zombie, everything is somewhere in the Midwest. I mean, were you guys thinking somewhere different, or did you think about that much at all, or what? I didn't think about that at all. What about you guys? Yeah, I actually was getting a lot this week just because I was thinking about my list, and I was getting all nostalgic for The Walking Dead because. It used to be one of our favorite shows, and we would watch it, you know, religiously on Sunday nights, and it was just a fun tradition. And of course, most people agree it kind of went downhill, and we we stopped watching it. I don't know, season eight or nine or whatever that was, eight, 
But just thinking back when it was really, really good with Carol and and Daryl and Rick and all them, and that was always, yeah, it was like Atlanta, and then it came up through like Kentucky and Ohio, I think, or something. I know they mentioned Kentucky in the comic books. I can't remember if they did in the TV show, but that's where I was picturing. Yeah, cool. All right, Joe, how did you put your team together? Um, <clears throat> I did a couple different – I mean, I guess technically – we don't know yet, right? Because we have to draft. So I, I have a couple options on the back burner if things don't work out. I definitely agree that it's boring to pick like, you know, four gods. So I, I mean, I pick powerful people, obviously, but I don't really have any Superman types. Um, one thing I was curious. <laughs> this is kind of dumb, but did anybody else consider like? rebuilding humanity and you know it's just you and four other people so you have to pick a a spouse huh maybe not consciously maybe not consciously but subconsciously so maybe because with my with mine i i like putting self-imposing rules on myself when i do things like this and it's like okay i want to pick because at first I thought, okay, I should pick personalities that will go well together. And I'm like, I can just make everybody get along, whatever. So I thought, you know, I don't want to pick everybody as some sort of creature or monster type thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm only going to allow myself one of those. And then, you know, I don't want to get too far into it. But one of the things I thought of is, is like, I want to have one female character in our squad because it kind of forced me a little bit to think outside of, you know, what I would say would be like my obvious picks or whatever. So not consciously so, but is that is that something you thought of, Joe, when you were putting yours together? Well, it was it was something I considered. I don't know that I really followed through with it. Yeah. Um, of course, Ashley was like, well, why don't you pick me as well? <laughs> like, well, I just assumed everybody's dead, so. <laughs> well, and that they'd have to also be good at survival. And I don't, I mean, what oh, survival yeah. skills does Ashley have? Yeah, I'll, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll ask her. Unfortunately, Joe just said, sorry, I wanted someone who could cook. Yeah. <laughs> Take a class. <laughs> Like not everyone can cook. Take that. my wife. No, really, <laughs> take her. Hey, what? Come on. I'm just telling the truth here. That's what I was saying. It was, yeah. So yeah, I picked yeah. Baby Metal as all of my characters. <laughs> <laughs> James, what were you thinking about when you put your squad together? So I. I kind of like Josh said, like, who could last the longest, right? The kind of unwritten statement that comes with Josh's statement is because we're all going to die. Like, no one's going to beat it, right? So I just kind of went in with the assumption, like, yep, let's just assume we're also going to die. What would be the most entertaining way to go? And so I had put together a list that I was very proud of. Actually, two lists that I was very proud of. To go with that I thought would have been a lot of fun going out but talking to you guys now um, hearing you kind of discuss strategy I'm thinking maybe I won't do my sillier list and I might go with the other nominees I'd put together <laughs> that would make a better team 
Nice. All right, so hearing you say silly list, I want to toss an idea out that I, I thought about texting you guys, but then I figured I would just mention it now. Because there's always that gag, and you know, and it's been done, you know, a couple times, like in Zombie Land, when they talk about like you know, first rule is cardio, and then you know they do it in more serious way, like in Walking Dead, when Shane like shot that fat dude and left him behind for the zombies to eat so he could get away. Because I was thinking about like it would be awesome to have you know your normal squad of people. But then have that one person that you would just have as your bullshit person that you, that you would hamstring in case things were getting bad and you needed to get away quickly. You could toss this person to the crowd. So, uh, so I don't know. Just have that in mind. And maybe at the end we can share our sacrificial lambs that we would invite to the squad. Not telling them the reason that they would be with us would be if it got bad, we would have to toss them over the railing, so to speak, so they would be consumed and not us. <laughs> oh, man. The uh, the sacrificial Urkel, if you will. <laughs> the sacrificial Urkel. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. And it could actually, could actually be Urkel. Just, you know, nail his foot to the floor and have him <laughs> calling out. I do that. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> oh. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll share out our sacrificial Urkels at the end. All right. Okay, so, Josh, you had mentioned that it might be fun if we did a live Royal Rumble-style drawing to see who would go first here. Yeah, like um, you mentioned earlier, there might be a number one pick, like a, a Zion Williamson that everybody's going for. And so as opposed to just doing the <clears throat> standard order that we've done in the past, um, thought it might be fun to mix it up. And Well, I'll just do a snake draft anyway. But then I was like, well, <coughs> can't really trust that, you know, if I'm like, hey, I'm going to pick blah, blah, blah on so-and-so date that I did it fairly. So it's like, well, I could just do it on video right now for y'all to see well i gotta i gotta look yeah you gotta inspect my hat that there's nothing hidden by the way did we cover everybody with their reasons um bill did you do it like the well, last no i no i mean survivability for sure and so like part of my imposed rules i think is like oh it'd be cool if i <clears throat> like forced myself into like i could only pick one creature type thing or if i chose an animal what type of animal and then like a female character and then i even added in a historical figure and i'm like okay so in history who could i think of that i would want fighting zombies on my behalf well yeah we um are waiting on nicholas Technically, I, I have one other stupid little thing to say. Please. Um, when I was picking my team, I kind of, depending on who I get chosen and stuff, I kind of was going for roles. So one might be the leader, one might like be dinner roles? more focused on. <laughs> yeah, dinner roles. Oh, Charlie's roles. Hey! Hello! Dinner roles. 
Hey. Hey, Nick. <clears throat> hi, hi. Sorry. No, you're good. How was it? Uh, it was it was good. Um, apparently, Finn got a little fixated on. Hermione, uh, I get it. Well, yeah, on uh, Harry's parents being dead and him being alone and not going home. And yes, so the more tired he got, the more emotional he got about it. So as when the movie ended, we asked him how how he liked it, and he said, "I liked it." And then he just broke down crying. Oh. And I think Aaron just got him to stop crying. <laughs> oh. Well, hey, you can tell him that he can always live under our stairs. Oh, there you go. At our... <laughs> <laughs> Is that also good for me, too, Bill? Yeah. Always. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Still. Good. All right, Nick, we're just about to draw. Ooh. You, hold on. You, mi- you missed me... it, but your name is in here, I promise. Okay. <laughs> Nick, since everyone else has done this at this point, do you want to describe the logic that you use to put together your nominees for a team? Like, what Holy did you have in mind? The ones that I'm going to be picking? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah, just kind of like your thought process. Um, well, my thought process was that I completely forgot until, like, yesterday to make a list. <laughs> but... Um, I, I did have the – I kept the rule in mind of only one non-organic uh, character or one robot, I guess I should say, or android. Um, I pretty much just wanted to choose either people that were experienced in zombie apocalypses or like fighting or, you know, that kind of stuff. I didn't really go much beyond that. So, yeah. I mean, like for – for example, Joe was saying that like he was thinking the possibility of someone who could be like an apoc- apocalypse wife, so to speak. I mean, for example, like if you needed a maid, oh, you man. could like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first pick is Neil Young, by the way. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so you were going for ex- experience in. Zombie apocalypse, then. Uh, on a, a couple of the names that, like, I threw together a list longer than four. Because <coughs> yeah. I figured, you know, there's going to be some sacrificial lambs in there because other people are going to pick things. So, um, that and I, By the I, way, longer yes. than four, if only. Irish curse, right, Nick? Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, and as you said, sacrificial lamb, something to think about. And this is James's phrase that he came up with. But at the end, if you have one in mind, let's share what James called a sacrificial Urkel, which is an idea that I came up with, like an add on to the team that if zombie bait going down. Yeah, zombie bait that like if things are going down. You trip this person so the rest of you can get away, and you really won't feel too bad when they get torn to pieces. Oh, believe Which me, is I already why I'm thought about Nick to my team. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love you. I was about to say, I already thought about putting Bill Cosby on my team, so you never know. Although I might add Ted Cruz in that role. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. It's insane. Look, Nick, he's just Did being you guys a good see dad, the, uh, dropping text- his kids off. Yeah. He was going to make it back. Quite literally dropping his kids off at the pool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. 
All right, who's our first draw? You guys ready? Let's do it. Ready. Full tiny one. Number one pick. Nicholas. Ooh, Ooh nice. Oh, must be nice. Show up Can an hour late. <laughs> yeah. Can you see it? Yes. I see that name all the time. Yes, Number the dose shall be first. Number dose is James. All right. Okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Number three. Me. <laughs> Who's it going to be? <laughs> I just love this 100% random. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go. Joseph gets two in a row. <laughs> All right, so that let me write it down real fast. That was Nicholas, James, Joshi, Joshi, Bill, Joe. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> off video. You guys ready? All right, Nick, with the overall number one pick in the <coughs> zombie apocalypse draft. So, Chris Benoit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Undertaker. So, since we had the uh, the the ruling that you can pick one robot, android, whatever kind of thing, I figured that this would be one that a few other people might pick. So, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way and say I am going with IG-11. Ooh, that's good. Ooh. I like it. That, one, that I didn't even fan. consider him at all. That's a good pick. The waiver compels you to immediately produce said asset. Who the fuck is IG-11? Um, you know that uh, AMC show that was about from... like robot prostitutes? He's from that. He's <laughs> oh, from the Mandalorian, bro. Come on. Never heard of her. <laughs> so, right. yeah. So, IG-11. Sacrificial lamb. And... <laughs> James, what's your number one pick? <laughs> All right, so... Thinking long term, uh, this was brought up. The main thing that's going to be, I think, that would need to happen if you can survive the zombie apocalypse, you need to repopulate the Earth. And so um, this wasn't my number one draft pick originally, but I realized I had more males than females on the list. So I got to go ahead and take one that is definitely one I wanted with apologies to Nick and Joe, who I know watch the show also. I'm picking Buffy Summers, a.k.a. Buffy the Oh, nice. <clears throat> she was on my short list. You're a fool. No weapon forged can stop me. That was then. This is now. What's that do? 
Yes, kill vampires, that's similar vein to zombies. It's people walking out of their graves, so, you know. I, I hate to admit, I never finished watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I haven't because, either. <laughs> uh, Aaron and I were watching Angel at the same time and trying to keep up, and Angel just got so bad that we were like, nope, we're done. <laughs> you were actually uh, watching Bones. Oh, that's what that was. <laughs> All right. Well, number three, I know it's dumb, and I don't really care. I got to pick Wolverine. There we go. Go ahead and get it out of the way. The only he, <laughs> I mean, Sorry. he's kind of like go a ahead. Superman type character, but it's too good not to pick. I mean, I would love to see Wolverine in some sort of zombie apocalypse. Oh, so, yeah. You know, just slashing throats and. He's got to be wearing the yellow and blue, though. That's the only condition. I was going for sh- like entirely naked, but <laughs> yes, Fresh Weapon X. Weapon X bat. Yep. <laughs> got that helmet on. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw the gauntlet down and say that if anybody chooses Superman, that's going to be the lamest <laughs> pick ever. Yeah. We yeah, mentioned we that. About no, yeah. Superman's off the table, but I mean, oh, you good. can pick Bizarro if you want. <laughs> So, so we all there... agreed. Captain England is on the table, or is it Captain Britain? <laughs> Captain, Captain Britain, England. he, he is, is right. On the table. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, was this a part of the discussion? I missed the "you can't pick these people" kind of thing. Not yeah, directly, was... but kind of a roundabout. Okay. Of, like, it'd be dumb if you just picked Superman because then you're you've already won. Like, that's it. Well, yeah, the people trouble, that you fly can't away. pick. Yeah. yeah, you can't pick Superman. You can't pick Dave Grohl. You can't pick John Cusack, uh, and you can't pick Bruce Campbell. That that was our list. Well, John Cusack was going to be my sacrificial Urkel. Huh. <laughs> what? I okay. I mean, I get Superman. I don't get those last three. <laughs> I was just trying to think of people that you were fans of. It's oh, really only Superman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, you're up. All right. So this counts. It was torn between two who I, were, I was going to pick as my one quote unquote creature thing. But I am picking a predator from the movie predator and like predators and everything nice. uh technical term the the yeltja the species name but more specifically even though the movie gets a lot of crap i love it i think it's the best predator of the series but alien versus predator 2 the second one um i don't know if you guys saw that or not or whatever but out of all the Predators, this guy is the coolest one because he has the two shoulder cannons, he's got the spear, the wrist blades, all that good stuff, but the one weapon he has that I, was the reason why I picked him, was he has, like, this gigantic whip that is this studded in all these razor blade type things that he can just, like, whiplash around things and slice them in half. So, that was, that was the one I picked for my first lead you know and if things go bad he can just blow himself up with his predator self-destruct wristband thing so turn back it's a trap it's a trap it's a trap 
sidewalk. Go, go, go! Go! Molly, come on, run! Run, There you go. There I, you am, go. I am glad it's on your team because if my team ever runs into your team, I'm going to go, Bill McFarland, <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. We got to do the wrist, the handshake thing. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom in on our massive biceps. Hell yeah. All right, All right. who's dead last? John Wick is my first pick. Oh, John Wick is your first pick. Shit, that's a good one. Oh damn, I can't <laughs> care, care to elaborate. <laughs> I mean, he's like, you know, badass. I, I get it, Joe. I get it. <laughs> so what happens when he runs out of bullets? He's like gonna run out of bullets. I mean, All right. he's gonna run out. <laughs> It's going to have... kill with anything. It doesn't have to be bullets. He's great with knives. Fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, Joe, why, why is John Wick number one? Well, it was mainly number one just because he was the only character on my list that I thought somebody might actually pick. All of my others are pretty obscure. <laughs> or not obscure, but just, I don't think. I'd be shocked if So, before we started recording, I had told Joe that, um, one of the lists I had for a team was an all Keanu Reeves character list. <laughs> and John nice. Wick was of That's course, amazing. one of the people on it. Yeah, so um, that's not happening, obviously, but uh, good pick, Joe. I'm a big fan of your pick there. Yeah, Thank I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't have that on my list. James so. was your number one pick with the Keanu Reeves, uh, his character from Babes in to- Toyland. <laughs> Um, dude, just because he sings about Cincinnati. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, and Joe? Joseph, right. you're up again. Tale of the Snake, yeah. All right, I will be picking Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Oh, Turtle. hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking good. Uh, Look. I don't want to fight you. Well, tough rocks, pal. A Jose Canseco bat? Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. Ooh, that's it. Stupid one sale, pal. Hey, what are you, some sort of punker? Huh? God, I hate punkers. Especially bald ones with green makeup. Wear masks over ugly faces. Ooh. No better! Strike one! He's got thick skin, he's got a shell, which is armor. So even if the zombies get uh, a hold of him, they're gonna it's gonna be a while before they get you know, to his flesh. Um, and he's obviously an expert fighter as well. Pretty oh, yeah. good. Technically I think Leonardo would be a better choice. He's a leader and um, his swords would probably do better damage than the size. But I just prefer Raphael, so 
That's why I chose him. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. So we are back to you, Bill. Right. Okay. So my, I'm going to go with my historical pick. Uh, so I wanted to go for Tecumseh. So not so like everyone pronounces the name Tecumseh, but I didn't realize this until a couple years ago. That's actually the incorrect pr- way to pronounce his name. That was set out and expanded upon by William Harrison. Because Harrison and Tecumseh were bitter enemies, and the Tecumseh is the feminized word of his name. And I'm like, man, history is tough, and William Harrison's an asshole. So, anyways, if you're not familiar with him at all, he was this brilliant Shawnee war chief during, uh, basically, think like War of 1812. That's when he was at the height of it. And this guy was a complete badass for many reasons. And so when I was thinking of like, okay, so who would be my historical pick? I picked him because he was an awesome warrior, like hand-to-hand combat for sure. And I also thought he would be great uh, surviving out in the wilderness, uh, given his, his native upbringing. So like he would be able to provide for us better than I could for sure. And he could jack people up pretty fast. So that's my pick. Well done. Nice. And maybe this is stereotyping, but I would assume he's good with a bow, which would be good for uh, quiet kills. Which yeah, yeah. I mean, and just, I mean, he, I mean, excelled. I mean, every account of him is that he excelled at pretty much everything he put his, like, his hand to, including combat. Like, that's how he could rally so many warring tribes who would normally be against each other. Uh, to work with each other because he was again I, in case you don't know the full story but he was one of them he is the closest him and his brother his brother is like more on the spiritual end of things with the nations but like they came the closest to stopping white expansion into native lands like if anyone was going to do it historically it was going to be him and his brother because they rallied enough tribes i mean he even made it down to because he was born and raised in ohio and then they lived in indiana but he even made it down as far as florida rallying the tribes together and saying like we got to stop fighting against each other and we got to start fighting against these guys and like i said he came the closest out of anybody historically to stopping that white expansion uh but unfortunately it just didn't quite work out for him yeah, and the dude's a badass, so that's why I picked him. Nice. Yeah. I would love to see a Tarantino movie of, like, what if they succeeded? Like, oh, holy shit. That <laughs> would be so freaking awesome. <laughs> that would be that, that would be amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, back to me. Mm, so, Bill, you had mentioned historical figures. I was kind of thinking... Along the same lines of, like, I really wanted to have somebody that could strategize. So, like, you know, there's a horde over there and there's a horde over here and we got to figure out the best routes and all that stuff. So I was thinking of, like, the best war strategists. Um, but I ended up pick- picking one that was fictional. And I went with Tyrion Lannister. Nice. From Game of Thrones. 
because he'd also be a freaking blast to have around and just be hilarious and just crazy smart. So, yeah, that is my number two pick. So I'm not familiar with that character because I've never seen uh, GOT. So what's that character like? Yeah, so he is um, a in the books he is a dwarf, right? So his thing is like he's been kind of ostracized his entire life. So the way that he makes up for it is with um, you know his wit, and it just ends up being a really good. Um, counselor to like whoever is king or whoever would be king or queen the entire time and he's also just one of the like most entertaining characters ever so i mean it it plays out that he's also like manipulative and that kind of stuff but um for this it'd just be like helpful what about the dragons we have the two of them here beneath the pyramid they are not eating they haven't touched any food since Queen Daenerys left. Daenerys is the Dragon Queen. We can't very well let the dragons starve, that's obvious. If a dragon does not want to eat, how do you force him to eat? Dragons do not do well in captivity. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. You should watch it or read it. Heard it's good. Don't watch the last okay. season. Oh, come on. You can say that about anything. <laughs> but this is like worse than lost except for no, how he met your mother best ending ever right shut up <laughs> <laughs> um all right james back to you all right my second pick so i don't know how many people here watch shows about royalty uh, the crown i know my wife loves all these i don't really watch them but one of the things i had learned a bit about previously to that and it's she's kind of reminded me of this since she started watching this is that inbreeding doesn't lead to good things. So I need a second female on my team so I can at least have two different families here. To, um, <laughs> they're kind of repopulating the earth. Okay. I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah. I'm going to pick <laughs> Queen Victoria. <laughs> it, it, not Queen Victoria. I, I'll be honest. I'm kind of shocked this person didn't go round one. I thought this was the obvious pick. They've been mentioned at least a couple of times on our own podcast with the five of us, but um, nobody went with this person. Um, it's a female. I wanted somebody who would be kind of the Bear grills type, like somebody comfortable in the elements comfortable in all types hey. of negative weather oh gosh because you're gonna have to deal with that right um yeah and it's i don't know it's if this someone... is obvious already so i'm just gonna go ahead and say it i and again obviously bill since bill's only picked one real life character out of all of us so far it should be obvious for a lot of pick fictional people so my next pick is the marketed version of Rebecca St. James. Now, what? This, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you can fuck off. This is why. <laughs> so, in the God video, which I looked up today, she's dancing around in the forest, so she's comfortable out there in the woods. On the cover of the Peace album, she's getting, like, poured on with rain. 
comfortable getting rained on, so she's probably comfortable <laughs> with the snow, too. Right. Um, it's a female who is not related to um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, so we're good there on having two families <laughs> related. And, again, the marketed version of her is kind of... <laughs> I, I don't really know because I'm not like a fan, so to speak, and I'm not making fun of her. It's just that I know that Joe mentioned her a couple of times. And so I'm like, you know, she might be a hot property here, so maybe I should just go ahead and uh, snatch her up. So this St. James stares through that. I, I, I don't think Joe would want to wait for you, apparently. Um, so, you know what? Screw it. Forget that. I'm going to go with uh, Ray. I thought Ooh, that's nice. There we go. Wait, we were talking about in the beginning. Ray who? Ray Skywalker. Mysterio. Charles? <laughs> Ray Charles. We're saving the sacrificial Urkels for the end. Oh. Hey, Ray Charles can throw down, okay? Uh, James, I'm sorry. I already wrote down Rebecca St. James next to your <laughs> So it's in stone. Secret parents weren't Buffy's parents also in some weird time lapse thing. I'm good. I'm good. James, please tell me that you actually did watch a Rebecca St. James video just for that joke. I did. I did. <laughs> I watched the second one, but I couldn't find it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, Carmen died. Oh, man, Bye. I was just going to make a witch's invitation joke. Yeah. Well, Wait. He died. died. Yeah. <laughs> As a tribute, I'm going to read something that was a joke I was going to make, but I had my dumb list, okay? Yeah. We might, like, we be my team. We might all die, but I'm a wrestling fan, and I don't want to be part of a survivalist group where there isn't some infighting and the threat of a powder keg ready to blow at any moment. So with, um, the, only Nick will get this, Sean O'Hare, they're offering his deals <laughs> with the devil. We will need someone there to help us fend off his temptations, or as I call them, his witch's invitations. Yes! Oh, yes. Better for that, <laughs> He can box and is a champion. The shoulder pads, his suit, and built-in helmet that is his hair can protect us from any assortment of attacks. <laughs> uh, he carry the biggest, thickest Bible that I've ever seen, which can be used for enlightenment as well as a clubbing weapon. Oh, so, that's so good. Hadn't oh. heard about Carmen, R.I.P. Um, I th- I thought about texting you about it, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't make fun of people dying. <laughs> so I gave it a few days, and then I made fun of him dying. So, <laughs> oh man, February sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Man, that just happened. I know, dude. Carmen, R.I.P. We um, <laughs> Bill. He was like the uh, guy. He was the beloved singer in your youth group growing up, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was all Carmen all the time. It was <laughs> maddening. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> all Carmen all the time. Oh man. So you picked. So James, your second pick was Ray Skywalker. Yes, my second awesome. pick. Spoilers. AKA yeah. Rebecca St. James. Yeah. What? Same <laughs> person. That's the twist. Yep. Yeah. But like never mind. I'm not gonna make that joke. That that's Go the for twist it. that would have happened make if it. Ryan Johnson did two movies. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to subvert your expectations. Hey, how about you go fuck yourself? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually who he was referring to in the second movie. You know who your parents were. They were nobodies. They were Carmen, yeah. <laughs> they were Carmen. Just kidding. And Amy Grant. Just R.I.P. It's like, uh, well, it's up to you, Nick. You're back to back, so you get okay. your cool. miss it, your second and third pick. Well, uh, for my second pick, uh, I don't know if this would be on anybody's list, but if it would, I would have uh, figured it would have been on Bill's. Um, I'm going to go with Colossus. Oh, oh, nice. That was. Oh, cool. yeah, man. That he, was I didn't even think about him. That's good. Yeah. Love it. So, I mean, obviously not a robot, but has the ability to turn into metal. So there you go. Plus, Jacked is all get out, so he can like just rip through like any zombies he comes into contact with. So, but there's also still that risk that he lets his guard down and turns back into his uh, human form and somebody sneaks up behind him and bites him on his Achilles heel. So, there's that. Nice. For is my... The the, yeah. Is he the one in the movie that says, do you know what happens to a frog when it gets stomped by metal? <laughs> or is he the one that says, I'm the Colossus bitch? Uh, those were both uh, alternate lines that for whatever reason they decided not to go with. Uh, no. Thought they would have been great. Maybe in the deleted scenes. There you um, go. So, yeah. My third pick, um, who do I want to go with here? I think I am going to go with a historical figure. And I think I'm going to steal another potential from Bill, whether he thought of it or not, and go with William Tecumseh Sherman. Oh, that's good. Um, Him by himself wouldn't be that big of a deal, but if you have him in charge of a group, uh, he's a good strategist. Obviously, or, man, just had too much bourbon already. Obviously, great with burning things. So, you know, maybe he can g- group all the zombies into the state of Georgia and just light it on fire. Nice. Uh, um, See, I would agree with that, though, but Georgia really helped us out with who they elected. So, this is we, true. I'm, we I'm like not Georgia. Slamming, now. I'm not slamming current <laughs> Georgia. I mean, he also burned Alabama some, too. So, let's just move like him over it. to Alabama. Um, but yeah, so that's my two and three. Nice. Okay, whose turn is it now? Your turn, James. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right, let me pop over to my list page. All right, so I'm down to my two dudes or creatures now. Um, I guess only one creature, but it doesn't matter because I'm picking a guy. Uh, this person... Would be great for combating the undead because he himself is undead. He's invincible as long as no zombies bite his pet bird. I'm picking Eric Draven, aka the crow. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That's a good pick. James had to find a way to sneak the 90s in here somehow. There you go. <laughs> hey, you already had Buffy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and Rebecca St. James. <laughs> Sidebar side for uh, Josh and Joe. I was listening to the Nine Inch Nails song from that soundtrack this week, and oh my gosh, I'd never really given it that much attention. What a good song. Yeah, it is. Nice. So good. All right. Uh, oh, back to me. Um, 
So yeah, you guys are talking about repopulating the earth, right? So I had to go with that blonde that you guys know I love. Oh my gosh. Rapunzel from Tangled. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Great. <laughs> so um, my, my thought process with first. her was um, I wanted a healer on the team. I don't know if it's my time spent playing Overwatch or games like that, but you need a healer, a support. And uh, not somebody that can heal, like, zombie stuff, because Jess was so injustice. She's like, I don't think that would work. But it's more like just your team, you know, you uh, accidentally step on a rake and it hits you in the forehead. You know, those kinds of injuries during the zombie apocalypse. So that she can heal with her hair, if you guys didn't know. So yeah. she is the, the support healer <clears throat> for the team. Oh, that's I like it. Okay, okay, okay. I've got a person in my closet. I've got a person in my closet. I've got a person in my closet. <laughs> Too weak to handle myself out there, huh, mother? Well, <laughs> tell that to my frying pan. All right, Bill. All right, so this is my possibly subconscious pick for repopulating the Earth. Uh, but I picked Furiosa from Mad Max. You motherfucker! <laughs> that was my next pick. <laughs> I was really worried that James, when he was leading up, and I was like, oh man, he's going to grab Furiosa. Stay in the ring. So she's, but that, that was not my, yeah, I mean, she, <laughs> exactly like, uh, she's a badass. I mean, she is incredible in that movie. And then on, another part of that too, as well, I was thinking that in the world of the apocalypse of all these derelict cars everywhere, she would be really awesome to have around because she could work on them customize them, build them up however we needed them, and, uh, you know, she didn't have to worry about getting bit on her one robotic arm, because she could just be punching faces off all over the place, and uh, she could also be my apocalypse bride, so it's all good. That's a great pick, Bill. Joseph, so you were thinking that Raphael had a bigger chance of being picked before? <laughs> well, I thought John Wick was the only one that, I don't know. <laughs> I'm mad now. <laughs> All right. Well, Just you got your mats. final two picks if you want to try to make up for it. April or right now? <laughs> right now? April and Neil. April and Neil and Irma. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me look for sub. Ebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> 
Uh, I did have. No, I guess. Hold on. Let me, let me do a bit, a bit. Casey Jones would be a fun pick. Oh, what about that'd him? Be awesome. Yeah. Okay. So my third pick will be uh, Jonathan Scott from the Property Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Redecorate the earth. So. <laughs> He can build things, so I figured we would need a person who could make a shelter quickly. Okay, that makes sense. Um, or if, let's say, we got a uh, uh, like an abandoned house, and there's like, you know, beams falling and shit, he could quickly fix it up. So, plus, you know, he could be my apocalypse wife. <laughs> there you go. I don't know how much uh, you're going to repopulate the earth with that. but <laughs> Well, I could do that with my fourth pick, and her name is Diva. What? She is an Overwatch Diva? character. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. I'll send a picture. Is she so smart, she's, sexy, uh, and powerful? She is. That's a wrestling joke. She is. <laughs> um, if you're taking notes, she it's is... Z, period, V-A, not Diva. Yeah, so her thing is that basically the Overwatch is like basically Call of Duty if you had like superpowers, kind of. That's the easy way to think about it. The elevator pitch. So hers is like, um, well, actually, she doesn't have one. <laughs> she rides like this giant mech thing. So um, my thought is she could, if we have a, I'm thinking like a stretch of road, like in the, the early Walking Dead first season, and they're all filled with zombies, she can just mow them all down. And then her her ultimate, her like uh, finishing move, whatever you want to call it, is like a mini nuke. So she jumps out of the, the mech and it blows up. And so she could blow up a bunch of zombies pretty easily with that. So yeah, that is Diva. Nice. Bill, back to you. All right, so I was really debating on the whole creature thing, and I'm still, I don't know, because there's one I just thought of, and I'll share it at the end, I guess, when we share our, who did we have on our list as backups and all that. But I really wanted to have a dinosaur on our team. Nice. And my, my first reaction is like, <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome to have like a Velociraptor. Not the scientifically accurate Velociraptor, but good old JP Velociraptor. But I have to go more with practicality, like what would I want? So I'm going with an Ankylosaurus. So it's an herbivore. Like several tons. It's the armored dinosaur that has the giant clubbed tail at the end of it. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's they're awesome. So part of it, it, as I was imagining, like this as a movie or whatever, like the rest of us would just be on top of this thing while it was just plodding along the crowd, and we would just be jacking things up. And what's cool about this thing is it had these. Uh, they're called osteoderms, and it's what alligators have. And aside from it just being armored all over, but it had these little 
plates of bone that were incorporated in the skin. So it's not attached to the skeleton, but imagine like having, you know how people will modify their bodies and put like the little horns under their skin, you know, that type of thing. It's like that. So this thing is pretty much armored everywhere. So even if it was bit, it wouldn't do much damage to begin with. So, and then being an herbivore, you know, things are going to be overgrown and there, you know, there wouldn't be any shortage of food that way. So that was, that's my final pick. Uh, an ankylosaurus. Love it. All right. Oh, that's back to me. Um, I really am struggling with my fourth pick. I have like 17 honorable mentions, but I think Bill, you mentioned the cars earlier, earlier today. I was thinking about a good driver because in all the zombie movies, or at least, you know, the walking dead, there's always a thing about driving and trying to get away from them and all that stuff. And, but I also wanted to double double up as a good fighter and shooter as well. So I'm going with Jason Bourne. Ooh, nice. nice. Plus he's a cutie. I thought you were going for Jason Statham. Yeah, that, was my, that was one of my honorable mentions. And he's yeah, he's one of my honorable mentions for uh, Hobbs and Shaw. So for the same reason. I was going to pick him for Crank. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. And the mechanic. All right, James, your final pick. Okay, so I got to say, for everything we've been talking about tonight, good be good. We haven't used the phrase that we really should if you find yourself in a zombie apocalypse, which is this. Caution is the better part of valor, okay? Sometimes you don't want a hero. Sometimes you just want somebody that will help you run away in the most effective way possible. And if you're, like, getting attacked on all sides on the land, zombie apocalypse, dude, go to the sea. Go to the sea. If you're going to be on the sea, you need somebody that can sail. It would help if they double as somebody who is... Quite well versed in the action uh, genre, or at least with some action scenes in these movies that they appear in. So with apologies to Joe for picking one of his favorite actors here, I'm going with Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> That's nice. my fourth pick. Awesome. Love it. That's awesome. Get away from there! You don't have permission to be aboard there, mate. I'm sorry, it's just, it's such a pretty boat. Trip. What's your name? Smith. Oh, Smithy, if you like. What's your purpose in Port Royal, Mr. Smith? Yeah, and no lies. All right, then. I confess. It is my intention to commandeer one of these ships, pick up a crew in Tortuga, raid, pillage, plunder, and otherwise pilfer my Weasley Black Guts out. I said no lies. I think he's telling the truth. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it to you. I, I love how these picks are all over the place. <laughs> I really do. Like, it's it's amazing that between the five of us, there's only been one pick where, you know, somebody took their the other person's pick. Like, 
I, I truly love how these are all over the place. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy that we... And, like, there's been no John Rambo or anything like that, which I really uh, thought there would be, you know? Yeah. Rambo. Lame. Sorry. No Jack Slater, no Michael Corbin, no John Dalton, no Snake Plissken. I know those are all uh, your favorite action movies there. <laughs> Roadhouse Escape from LA. <laughs> Love it. Um, if looks could kill. And that's cash. actually hero. Ghost. <laughs> there you go. Nice <laughs> pick to be more in ghost. Hey, that would have been a great pick. He can't get bitten. Nice. All right, Nick, you're up. Oh, man. So I kind of have the same problem that I've. I have like a, a lengthy list here. Um, I've already got a, well, I mean, a robot assassin, basically. Um, I've got a leader that is good at uh, containment and uh, burning things down. I've got a fighter that is at least half the time, like, can't be bitten. So if I wanted to like eliminate or look at what I really needed, it's like, okay, I've got people that can attack. Um, I need survival. So that'll immediately take out some of my other picks because I, I focus pretty heavily on the fighting aspect of it. Um, and if I want to go survival, um, and also could potentially fight too, I'm going to go with Ron Swanson. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Super fun. This homemade bulgogi is so delicious, Kayla. This is the best Korean food I've ever had. I would say it's almost as good as lukewarm beans from a can. Right, Ron? I'm trying to teach my boys about rationing food. And your self-indulgent ethnic food court isn't helping. Goddesses, let's go over our schedule for this afternoon. We have hiking, and then capture the flag, and then a puppet show about the Bill of Rights set to Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. And then we have lasso training and a s'mores off. So what's on our schedule, Mr. Swanson? We have one activity planned, not getting killed. So not really like a huge badass fighter like some of the other ones that I have, but, I mean, he, he... is not opposed to using firearms. He can build a freaking canoe and anything else he needs to build. Um, he is a survivalist. Um, so, yeah, there you go. It's awesome. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> okay. Have we... Is that it? Have we assembled all the teams? That's everybody, yeah. Those are good. All right, let's go over our final teams, get it all in one soundbite. Who went first? That was me. Okay, Nick. So I've got IG-11, Colossus, William Tecumseh Sherman, and Ron Swanson. So there will be no repopulation in my team. It's going to be all fight and survive until we die from old age. Cool, cool. All right, Josh, you're that right. Uh, you're you're next. For me, I had uh, Buffy Summers, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ray Skywalker from the newest Star Wars trilogy, 
Eric Draven the Crow for the Invincible Fighter and Captain Jack Sparrow to help us run. Love you. Superpower, so that's my balance team. And they can repopulate the Earth with two different families that will not have inbreeding, so I think it'll work out well. <laughs> Alright, uh, mine is Wolverine to kill everybody, uh, Tyrion Lannister to strategize, Rapunzel to heal, and also to fight with uh, <laughs> that skillet or whatever. And Jason Bourne <laughs> to drive away. Why and I had Nicholas um, Cage. <laughs> the the wolf predator from Alien versus Predator Two. Uh Tecumseh, which is interesting because <laughs> Sherman was named after him. Furiosa and then an Ankylosaurus. <laughs> All right, Joseph. So mine is um, John Wick, Raphael, Jonathan Scott, and Diva. Nice. All right. Well. So wait, was I the good. only one that actually went ahead and chose a robot? Yeah. I think uh, so. That yeah, ruling I think, yeah, was made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had one as my fifth pick. Oh, okay. Who was and, it? And sixth, well, it was Bastion from Overwatch, who's basically like a Gatlin gun, just like nonstop destroying everybody. But I kind of thought it was a little too overpowered. Yeah. And then on that same level, I also had the Terminator. But which which Terminator from the first one, like Arnold from the first? Oh, one. gotcha. Because nice. I only asked because I, I was thinking because my immediate thought was Terminator. I'm like, man, which one? And I picked the the T1000. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the one that lost to the T eight hundred. Roast. Maybe not the best pick. <laughs> Good health. So, also, are we doing uh, honorable mentions then? Yeah. 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 I'll go first. Uh, Nick, go you me. mentioned that you had the only robot. Um, Josh picked. Um, Jason Bourne, I always picked Matt Damon because, you know, robotic acting. Whoa. So, <laughs> I gotta go. You get off this this call right now. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. I mean, not everybody can be uh, Orlando Bloom and Elizabeth Town James. I know, he's so good in that movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, <laughs> I, I, as it's funny, Bill did make a joke, but I did almost nominate somebody that can manifest fire, manifest lightning, can make uh, light areas dark and dark areas filled with light, is near invincible. And if we bought a WrestleMania flag and flip behind him, he would almost never lose a fight. The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think of all the souls he could be reaping in that apocalypse. Oh, dude, yeah, he could. <laughs> The Reaper of Wayward Zombies. <laughs> oh, man. Anybody right. else, James? Uh, yeah, the Joker, the Heath Ledger version of the Joker for oh, planning. Yeah. Uh, Ash, you know, Evil oh, Dead. Yeah. yeah, of course. Obviously, he's got experience there. I thought just to keep morale decent, you, knew, you would need somebody to kind of 
absorb all the sadness and depression you'd be dealing with with you, but can maybe attack it with a kind of detached bemusement too. So I almost put Amy Mann on my team just to keep everybody <laughs> sane. Um, for survival, somebody that could take a hit and just keep going and going and going. I don't think there's anybody better than Launchpad McQuack. Just because I love Josh, instead of Ray Skywalker, I almost picked uh, Natalie Portman's character in the original trilogy. Awesome. And um, I, I was thinking of a video game. Like, so HBO, I didn't even know this, but this weekend or this week i saw a commercial they're gonna have a mortal Kombat tv show right and in uh, the commercial uh sub-zero ooh, that'd be good guy and then freezes his blood into a knife and then stabs the guy with a blood knife essentially yeah and that's ice a finisher knife. <laughs> right so that looked pretty cool and so Sub-Zero, and also Blanca from Street Fighter 2 were other nominees. Nice. So, oh, yeah. There you go. There's my other... And, and, of course, for Nick, Sean O'Hare, the devil's oh, advocate, this obscure wrestling character that only lasted, like, two months, but had, like, the best promos. Just he, to convince was, people that they need to help us, even though it's against their better interests. And, and he would be the one to convince people to go out to be the sacrificial lamb while he ran off. Exactly. It'd be perfect. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. <laughs> so I will go next with the uh, honorables. Um, I had a second historical character. I had Teddy Roosevelt because he's been shot before and just kept going about what he was doing. So I figure if he got bitten, he would continue fighting until he turned full on zombie. Um, I had two people with uh, experience with zombies. That would be Sean from Shaun of the Dead. I didn't pick him because he's kind of a wimp, um, but he would be great for morale. And then Michonne from The Walking Dead because she's just an absolute badass and knows how to blend in with the zombies. I had Deadpool, but I didn't pick him because I figured he's not really so much of a team player. Um, he could basically be the death sentence of a team. Um, so not him. Um, the one that I kind of like, if we had, if we had gone with five, this would have been my fifth pick for fighting and the repopulation thing would have been Hela from Thor Ragnarok because I mean, she can just produce weapons from nowhere and is an excellent fighter. And I mean, yeah. Um, and then other than that, since uh, he was mentioned earlier for some of his other work, I also had Neo from the Matrix. I had Neo. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good pick. Good I pick. just. I just saw the picture you sent in text. I love it so much. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that would be us. That would be us during the apocalypse. 
That's all I need right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to touch it. What's I was just going to say, wasn't there a sign that said, don't touch the displays? It's so, oh, it's so it. edgy. It's real close. <laughs> I love that you're wearing a dinosaur shirt to the Oh, uh, hell yeah, because they had that new dinosaur exhibit. <laughs> Which dinosaur shirt am I going to wear today? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so my honorable mentions, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, nice. Uh, I thought General Grievous would be awesome because you just bust out the forearms. Oh, nice. I really wanted him on my list, but I couldn't make it. Uh, Hellboy, because I freaking love Hellboy. Ah, He's on mine. Is he? Gandalf. Okay. uh, The Bride from Kill Bill. Nice. <clears throat> oh, good one! Just in case, if anyone else took Ankylosaurus, I put Stegosaurus. Uh, David the Android from Prometheus, because he's a great droid, and for repopulating the Earth, because he's incredible. Uh, Magneto, which I'm shocked nobody mentioned him. Uh, the T1000, and then an armored cave troll from Lord of the Rings. Nice. Uh, all right and then john goodman from 10 cloverfield lane (laughs) i'm actually surprised no one mentioned darth vader yeah yeah um this is josh my honorable mentions when was i I was talking to jess about people that are good at strategizing and she said danny ocean and i was like sure why not because then (laughs) george Clooney is there and all (laughs) is better uh, I had John Locke because duh, right? I had Fenrir. You mean the, the lost character, not the philosopher, yeah, not right? The philosopher. Okay. <laughs> when we were talking about animals, I had Fenrir, the wolf from Norse mythology. Ooh, nice. Sun Tzu, another strategize type person. Anderson Silva, right? Just because he could kick everybody and <laughs> legless. I had for ranged attacks nice. I had a few like that i was thinking about that um colossus but nick took him i wanted the fastball special with him a wolverine but hell yeah nice and then sarah connor <laughs> so awesome nice yeah joseph um so i had hellboy i also had um shit there was another one Damn it, Bill, who who were some of your later ones? David the Android, Magneto, Cave Troll, The Bride Um, from Kill Bill, Gandalf. I I didn't have The Bride. I had, um, I forget her name, but Lucy Liu from Kill Bill. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, Arya from Game of Thrones. Um, King Arthur, heard of him. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, Gambit. And or Rogue. Oh, yeah. Gambit would be great. Uh, Shaw from Hobbs and Shaw. Furiosa. Ant-Man. I thought would be amazing because he could just, like, go tiny. Or go big. Yeah. Or go big. Stomp him. Uh, Groot. Okay. Destroy him. Hulk, obviously, would destroy everybody. Uh, Punisher probably should have made my... Top four. But I thought he was going to be on yours. 
And yeah, that's it. Treebeard would have been awesome. Oh, oh hell, man. stepping on zombies. Hell yeah! <laughs> what the heck? Why didn't I think of that? That's All right, awesome. well. Okay, so should we do Bill's idea now? Who would be your sacrificial Urkel? <laughs> oh yeah! What terrible bag of shit would you want on your team, Toby Keith? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle oh Toby, why <laughs> Uncle Toby? because oh, uh, he, he's awful. He's a sacrificial also, lamb, and he could be a fighter because he's gonna put a boot in their ass. Oh That's the American right, way. So- I would so say Steph song. played me a song by him one time where he's like apparently a Democrat. Like the whole song is about how he's a Democrat. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So one of the weirdest moments I would say in my life was when I did the, the mission trip to Houston a couple years ago. And one of the like outings that we had in the evening was to go to a rodeo, which was pretty cool like and interesting to go to a rodeo in texas and they started playing that song about you know putting a boot in their ass and everything and i'm not joking everyone in that stadium started standing as if it was the freaking national anthem and like there's people on horseback with like flags everywhere i'm not joking they like it just like was this This unspoken thing that like Everyone started standing and like taking their hats off. And the dude I was rooming with, I looked at him. I'm like, I'm not standing. <laughs> He's like, either <laughs> like, because it was That's it was insane. this weird thing. Like, yeah, it was insane. It was really really insane that that song had that much meaning to those people. But it wow. was uh, yeah. Wait wait wait. What do you mean those people? Those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it was nuts yeah that's yeah, a good one He's, yeah. I, I think we just lost any fans you may have had in the state of texas yeah. well they can't hey, hear texas the podcast right now. First. You, you're gonna have to issue a retraction when you put this episode out <laughs> all right hold oh, on man. let's look this up let's look at the lyrics here oh no why <laughs> let's find out <laughs> I'm going to kill my buzz, James. What's resonating with people here? <laughs> American girls and American guys. Oh, there it is right now. He's talking about us. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, talking, he's talking about real Americans. Oh, we'll my always gosh. stand up and salute. We'll always recognize. When we see old glory flying, there's a lot of men dead. We can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our head. My daddy served in the army where he lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard until the day that he died. He wanted my brother, my mother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation I love has fallen under attack. By the way, still happening. Biden just got elected. He's going to take our guns. Um, yeah. You got to <laughs> put your gun under your pillow and pray to the gun fairy that uh, the Democrats won't do it this time. <laughs> the gun fairy. <laughs> so, everybody, I know Dukakis was going to take our guns, then Clinton was going to take our guns, and Obama oh, was going to take our guns, but this is it this time, you guys. It's really yeah. going to happen. So well, there, there was a really good Onion article years ago that said, like, Groups of angry white men mad that Obama never took their guns. It was like <laughs> <laughs> it was like towards the end of Obama's presidency, and it was this this whole thing of like all these old white dudes who were, you know, deep down inside upset that he never came after their guns. 
Well, oh, man. the reason why people are afraid is they think that a president might not want to give up power if he loses a fair election. <laughs> so, you know. I, I bought but, a gun just so Obama would come to my house and nothing. Bill, if and when you ever have your Halloween party again, I am going to come as the gun fairy. Oh, please. <laughs> that is my next, my, my next costume. That John Wick? Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. <sighs> but first, you would have to bring just the dogs that I Uh-oh. They're coming for you. They're coming for your guns! <laughs> Who is that? I take credit Hide for that your kids! Hide your wife! Yeah, yeah. But, um... Oh, gosh, shoot. That was it. They're coming for the guns. Alright, so... That's why they stand up, Bill. The war isn't over. Oh my gosh. Well, and that song came out around the time that France, you know, didn't want to join in with the war in Iraq and everything because it said, like, you freedom know, we'll fries. put a yeah, freedom fries. Yeah, you know, we'll put a boot in your ass and all that stuff. It was just ridiculous. I just, it was just insane to me the number of people who were just standing up. Maybe, maybe that is their national anthem down there. I don't know. I don't know you know how are in, Texas. in 2001, the kind of calling card of that war was we'll make no difference between terrorist stations and nations that harbor terrorists, right? Which is why yeah. we attacked Iraq. Yes. Now it's we will make no difference between terrorist stations and opposite political parties. Right. So it's similar. Yeah, you know, you know. You know, roughly the same thing. <laughs> same Z's. <laughs> All right. Oh, hey, Uncle Sam put your name at the top of his list, and the Statue of Liberty Liberty started shaking her fists. And the eagle. Was <coughs> yeah, this uh. is. <laughs> That's why they stand, <laughs> I guess. That's why they stand. Reasons. Why not? I, you know what, guys, listen. I, I stand for the flag. I kneel for the cross. <laughs> <laughs> and I think all of you need to remember that. Oh, my. All right. Anybody else have a, it, a sacrificial Urkel? Um, I mean, is it a weird thing if I say, like, I do, too, but I think it's obnoxious to go around saying shit like that. <laughs> right? Wait, there was you, okay. I'll, I agree with what James said. I do stand for the flag, I kneel for the cross, but I think it's obnoxious to say it. Yeah. I stand for the flag, I kneel for the cross. Like, I can't back hear up on that. that. And, like, it not being challenging, like, so if you don't like it, like, when people yeah. assume you're going to say something that is going to be controversial, <laughs> when really it's not. Yeah, it's I, just, I don't know. It's just the world's against me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if you say anything, it's, yeah. I mean, and those are the people who get mad when someone around Christmas, you know, tells them happy holidays and be like, I'm being persecuted. This is it. I'm living in a Muslim country now because it's me happy holidays. Shit. There's the songs yeah. that I love for like all the people like I always love bad things. Do you know that song? Um it's called Christmas with a capital C. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Is this like a newer version of like the Christmas shoes? No. Yes. yes, okay. It, it's what it is. 
the song literally starts with a guy, a guy talking about how he's going to get a latte at a coffee shop, right? And, the and they gave me a red cup. <laughs> no, she says happy birthdays. <laughs> and he like let the fuck out because she said happy holidays. Oh gosh. She's literally surfing him and he's like, fuck you, it's called Christmas. Except yeah, it's they play it on Christian stations, so they don't say everything. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. They say freak you instead. Like, Steph and I were cracking up the first time we heard it. We love it so much for all the wrong reasons. Wait, this is a real thing. It's a real yeah. thing. It's yeah. about Christmas with a capital C. It's so dumb. You you really should it's, make it part of your holiday oh playlist. I went to the coffee shop to get myself a mocha. It's an unchristian message. The lady at the counter said, happy holidays. I said, thanks, lady. I'm pretty happy, but there's only one holiday that makes me feel that way. And it's called Christmas. What more can I say? Oh, God. This is why people hate us. Like... This asshole's the reason why people hate us. Like, <laughs> I'm going to pick this guy as my sacrificial Urkel. I, I, don't even, I don't even know who he is, but that's that's who I want to pick. Oh my gosh! It's called Christmas. It's called uh, Christmas. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the with the obvious and just go Donald Trump. Uh. Because oh, he's a terrible person, and there's a lot of flesh for the zombies to chew on. <sighs> just, oh, you know, it's just a little treason, and people just flip out. Like it's <laughs> <a bad guy. laughs> oh, All right, so uh, if you're not familiar with this character, uh, given a Facebook conversation I was having with Tommy Jewell, Regarding uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation and Lieutenant Worf and how he sucks and everything, I was just uh, about to say, what part of Star Trek is this conversation about? Yeah, yeah. So the one character he mentioned that uh, that I think was really fun to see <laughs> zombies eating is uh, a character <laughs> that played Worf's son named Alexander. Oh gosh! I don't know. Very few people. I don't know. <laughs> Here's a picture of him. But uh, Tommy posted a thing to my wall that was perfect. And it was a mathematical equation that said young Anakin plus Jar Jar equals Alexander. And that's exactly what it is. Like, that's who he was in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would love to throw Alexander to, to a horde of zombies. Along with the guy who wrote the song Cap- uh, Christmas with a capital C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my gosh. All right, so the person I would throw to a zombie, our friend Brian Herman has something he calls um, the list of people I want to punch in the face, right? And it's generally just, it's just celebrities, like celebrities that annoy him. I really only have one person on that list for me, and it's Shia LaBeouf, right? <laughs> and just three hours ago, so this is a hot take, this just happened. Um, headline, Margaret, Margaret Qualley, whoever that is, 
thanks FKA Twigs for speaking out against Shia LaBeouf. Um, and the story says Margaret Qualley has spoken out for the first time following the abuse allegations against her ex-boyfriend Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf was accused of physical and sexual abuse by ex-girlfriend FKA Twigs in a lawsuit in a New York Times article last December. Twigs opened up further about the relationship and for L. It's a miracle I came out alive. Um, skip down. So apparently, and this person like just backed her off. Um, and response to the lawsuit, LaBeouf denied the allegations against him, but said he was abusive to himself and everyone around him. And then Twiggs recently told Gail King that LaBeouf's response reminds me of some of the gaslighting that I experienced when I was with him. Um, so, yeah. And then Quali shared Twiggs' L cover earlier today and said thank you to that. So, I could throw Shia LaBeouf under there. If I could pick two, the Marilyn Manson would be the other one because... Yeah. Yeah, all this stuff, like, look at me, 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 and then it turns out, like, oh, what a shock, this little <sighs> insecure guy just, like, talking about the repressed people who just can't handle me is possibly into non-consensual... I, have you guys read all this stuff? Yeah, no. yeah, it, I... I was thinking rape, like... As like the thing there, like he's that's his sexual weird sexual thing that he's they they're dancing around saying like he would rape these women, but he was saying they were consensual partners because he was dating them. Yeah, yeah, and Did that he's, you know that he's just that much of like a tortured artist that you know that's just who he was. You know, it's just yeah, the guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's all terrible and everything, but let's just admit the worst thing is that he did Indiana Jones and the Kingdom and the Crystal Skull. I'm just saying, so. What, Marilyn Manson? <laughs> oh, no, I thought we were just still talking about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> to I go think... with that, remember when Shia LaBeouf did that art exhibit? It was like, I'm an artist, mock me, make fun of me. Like, <laughs> There you go. Oh you feel God. sorry for yourself. And Although I'm thinking that like uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull maybe would have been better if Marilyn Manson had been in there as as the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything would have improved that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And yet there's another one coming. All right, Josh and Joe, who would be your uh, go-to to throw to the wolves? Mine was Toby Keith. Oh, that's right. All right, Joe, what about you? Steve Raleigh. Who? The weather guy for, I think it's CBS. Not CBS, it's uh, ABC. Whoa, what's what's wrong with him? I don't know about him. He's yeah, always just great accusations and... Yeah, oh. he says the N-word, like, all the time. Is that, like, a Cincinnati that. guy? What? Yeah. Huh. And he, like, raped a bunch of dogs and stuff. He's still on the air. It's crazy. What? Yeah, spread it around. <laughs> that he rapes dogs. <laughs> I am not uh, that. Stephen Raleigh. The news anchor. Do you care to elaborate, Justin? 
Is, is he just one of those people that's just what annoy else do you? you? He breaks yeah, he annoys the absolute <laughs> He's always been my go-to, like, you know, throw to the zombies, I guess. He's, as far as I know, he's a decent human being. <laughs> he just seems like a huge piece of shit. <laughs> well, fuck that guy. Also, Mother Teresa. Oh my gosh. But she's already dead. That doesn't work. Steve Crowley established a um, nonprofit in memory of his young daughter for people battling addiction and mental health issues. Oh. Way to go to the poser. All right. (laughs) There's a photo just sent to our group. There is a best a movie. Called Christmas with a capital C, based on the hit song by Go Fish. Man, can you imagine what that must be like? I can, I can only, you can only, only imagine. imagine. Can. Oh gosh, I'm having a Christmas store flashbacks. <laughs> Started saying it, and I was like, "Well, it's already there." Yep. Oh man, incredible. I think. Uh, I think we should do a, a holiday special where we get copies of that movie and watch it. And nope. Then... <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not doing it. Yes. Yes. I'm in. Let's do this. Come on. I, I would rather you say we have a Christmas smash special where we smash our thumbs with a hammer. No, that, no, I would no. rather do that. No, we need we need to live live stream us watching Christmas with a capital C. Play, place our testicles in a vice and spr- sing it like a very high pitch. I wonder, I wonder if that lady on the cover is the succubus of the coffee shop that said <laughs> happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> uh, all right, in the script, she says happy holidays and the person says, fuck you, I'm a Christian. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the somewhat homeless looking guy. Because he kind of looks homeless, so he's obviously going to hell. Yeah, but I think you said it best. Like, this is why people hate us. This yeah, is... it really is. Yeah. Well, we got trailers and clips. Oh, it's got Ted McGinley in it. Come on, it's, it's got to be got good. It's got 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, That's the dude from Sports Night. Surprisingly high. A lawyer returns to his town at Christmas. I mean, there's Big an city lawyer connection here. To find his high school rival is now the mayor. He's still so, living in high school. <laughs> I, I hate to admit this, but because of my time spent at Family Christian Store, I know that the homeless-looking guy, Brad Stein, is one of the uh, Christian stand-up comedians. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the website Common Sense Media, but it's it's pretty good for yeah. checking stuff out. So sure. they they rated it two stars and said heavy handed drama about keeping Christ in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. How many red Starbucks cups were in this movie? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Left triumphs over political correctness. Because political being politically correct oh is my about gosh. love. Don't didn't you know? <laughs> like being Guys, just other people's you, feelings is the opposite of love. Holiday special. We got a. Oh my gosh! Uh, Did yeah. you ever hear about that? We internet? should just call this the religious elitist a pod- 
podcast. It's just, no. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the Obama era. Thanks, when, Obama. When people were raging about, like, everything's too politically correct, you could download um, a program that would, like, run on your computer, and anytime the words politically correct appeared, it would replace it with, being sensitive to other people or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's too sensitive to other people. It was something like that. Yeah. Just so the well, real meaning. I'm just meaning. so tired I can't go around to being an open racist like I used to back in the 1950s. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was good. Good stuff. Yes, it is. So the one thing I'll say that I thought was super cool, like, like in our lists, if I remember all of our lists cor- correctly, I thought it was great that nobody picked somebody straight from a zombie movie. Yeah, you know only, what I mean. Like nobody picked the like yeah, yeah, like only in the honorables. You know, which is fine. You know, but like no one picked like oh I want Rick Grimes and then you know I went Sean. I, I really like, wanted Rick, but yeah, I didn't. I don't want to yeah. go down that road. It seemed a little yeah. bit too obvious because it's been. <clears throat> Like right. when you said when you when you said you no know, picking Ash, I actually hadn't even thought about picking Ash, but I was like, right. eh, that'd be kind of a good pick, but you know, I hadn't thought about it. So, yeah, and it's super cool too because like I think if I had to say like out of all of the picks, like I think my favorite other pick has to be probably Raphael from Ninja Turtles, just because yeah, that is. <laughs> two worlds that I never even would have considered smushing together like Ninja Turtles in the middle of a zombie apocalypse like I literally yeah at that point started trying to think of other cartoon characters that I would pick to like sub out and I was like I I can't come up with anything Ninja Turtles wins well, in, in Rapunzel, for that matter, too, I never would have considered that for a moment. Oh, yeah, having that, yeah. Like, see, that that's where, like, with this whole idea of, like, choosing your team, my brain immediately goes to, okay, who's going to be the fighters? I only right. threw Ron Swanson in there at the end as, like, a last-minute addition just because it's like, okay, other people <coughs> putting, like, more thought into this yeah. than just who's an ass-kicker. So... Yeah, like the the whole like mechanic thing. That's as soon as as soon as she was mentioned, I was like, I I don't know. That's a great idea, but I I can't think of anybody who would be able to fix up vehicles and stuff like that. So yeah, Furiosa. Well done. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Any other parting thoughts? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, join us next time. This has been Radio Loud. This is is the greatest show. Death Taxes and Randy Savage. There you go. There you go. Ooh, Randy Savage. That would have been a good pick. Oh, oh. now I wish I would. <laughs> yeah, and it's also surprising you guys didn't pick any wrestlers. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay, maybe you could use this part or not, but like, you know, I can't contribute to this. But wrestling nerds, what would you pick 
If is like for if, if you, you had, had to, to like, choose a wrestler, no, yeah. If you had to pick immediately three wrestlers to add on to your thing, like boom, 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 top three, like not popular answer, like mm. cool people. I mean, uh, the Undertaker can is magic, so he has to be one. I want yeah. LOD. There you go. Yeah, because they come they with armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would want Kane. Okay. I want Kane because he's already been burned and he's covered in leather. And he will electrocute uh, somebody's testicles if he e- needs exactly, to. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh... Huh. Sean O'Hare. Yeah, I was about to say, you already kind of went with him. Gosh. Josh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, strategist. Uh, okay, nice. Josh, what about Naito? Just to kind of keep people from taking things yeah. too seriously. Yeah, chill everybody out. I was thinking um, Triple H because, you know, he's got the sledgehammer. Okay. Pretty, pretty friggin' buff. Bury <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of people. Great. <laughs> <laughs> he would no sell the attack. Uh, your place was bit 15 times. Like, ah, he's fine. I'll be back next week. I mean, hey, Sting, you, you could get Crow Sting to kind of fill that that same Crow. He's got the baseball vibe. bat. <clears throat> yeah. You could go Kurt Angle with the milk truck. I mean, everybody needs sustenance. There you go. <laughs> Kurt Cobain would have been 54 today. Oh, man. Cool. Fuck you, Josh. Is it his birthday? (laughs) Yeah. It's Kurt's birthday. I didn't know that. Okay. No, he would have been 54, and next year is his birthday. Next week's his birthday. Damn it. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. All right. So then, so then, like, maybe this might change your answers or not, but like, as you guys are talking and thinking, like, just the weird mush up of everything. Because I always thought it was cool how they did the action figures. Of you know, They were like the WWE mutations or whatever. And like mm-hmm. the only one I can really remember making a, an impression is where they had Sting as this like hybrid scorpion creature. So if you could pick a wrestler, maybe I'll just narrow it down to one. If you could pick a wrestler that would actually be their persona like so like nick you said lords of destruction like they would have actual armor not just costume armor you know what i mean yeah and that you know undertaker would actually be undead capable of taking souls not just physically you know fit to do that whatever who would you pick boogeyman (laughs) there you oh that's a good one coco beware (laughs) yeah yes what about the big boss man as the supervillain who literally crashes funerals for people's fathers and, like, drives off with the casket? 